Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stephen James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stephen James from Project Life Mastery and today I'm going to share with you guys my crazy ayahuasca experience at the Soltera Healing Center in Costa Rica, which I recently got back from a few weeks ago and been processing my experience, which was very intense, but also incredibly transformational and healing. And the purpose of this video is I want to bring some awareness to what ayahuasca is and some of the incredible life-changing benefits that one can experience by using a plant medicine such as ayahuasca. And by all means, ayahuasca is not for everybody. You have to be ready for it. In fact, I'll even share with you guys the very first experience that I had using ayahuasca when I was 21 years old, had no idea what I was getting myself into and was not ready for it to my more recent experience of using ayahuasca a few weeks ago at the Soltera Healing Center in Costa Rica. I spent six days there and did three ceremonies back to back to back. And I'll share with you guys the logistics and details of that experience, but also some of the profound realizations and insights that I had and some of the things that I witnessed amongst other people that attended the retreat with me. So what is ayahuasca? Ayahuasca is a psychoactive brew It's a plant medicine. Uh, It's made by certain plants and leaves in the Amazon, which is brewed together. And one of the psychedelic substances in it is DMT, which is dimethyltryptamine, which you might have heard of known as the spirit molecule. Uh, Our bodies naturally produce DMT, but not at the levels of what you're ingesting by using something like ayahuasca. And by using the psychedelic, um, it's a hallucinogen. And so with ayahuasca, it's very difficult to describe because everybody has a different experience with it. Um, some, some people, for example, just to take a step back a little bit, why does someone use something like ayahuasca? Why would they go to somewhere like Costa Rica or Peru? And why has ayahuasca become so popular lately with ayahuasca tourism now? It's been really blowing up. People go to ayahuasca 
oftentimes as a last resort and ditch effort to heal themselves. Oftentimes the Western medicine system have failed them. People that struggle with mental health, anxiety, depression, you know, they've been on the all the drugs and the medicines and, you know, all the different antidepressants and maybe even have a tolerance towards certain antidepressants that don't really do anything for them. Uh, people that struggle with addiction and have for years and they've gone through therapy for years or trauma. People even do ayahuasca that are sick. People that, um, for example, have terminal cancer and they're going to die and it's a last ditch effort and there's a lot of incredible healing that can occur. In fact, there's been spontaneous remissions of people that have had cancer and you know, miraculously been able to heal themselves from it or people with depression or anxiety or mental health disorders, whatever it might be. People go to ayahuasca because they've tried everything else and there's a level of risk in using something like ayahuasca and I'll shed some light on that, but people go and do it oftentimes for those reasons or some people do it because they're curious. Some people do it because they want to experience God and uh, raise their level of consciousness in life. Um, oftentimes, there's a lot of people that were an atheist that after they have an experience with DMT, you know, it changes them forever and um, they connect with the higher power. Some pretty crazy and profound things can happen if you go down the rabbit hole and you do some research. And you, know, you might have already dabbled or might be familiar with some other psychedelics that have also become more popular now too, such as psilocybin mushrooms and you know, marijuana is becoming more legalized now and even MDMA therapy is being used uh, to help people with PTSD. And so there's a lot of incredible benefits of plants and plant medicines that are now being studied and researched. In fact, as part of my experience at ayahuasca, I participated in a study with John Hopkins University and Michigan State University and there's one other university that I can't recall but uh, they were doing some research on ayahuasca in terms of helping people connect more with nature and uh, experience more gratitude, more love in their lives. And there's a questionnaire that I participated in beforehand and after the experience. And so there's a lot more funding and a lot more research that's being done uh, with certain psychedelics and certain plant medicines, which I'm really excited about. So it's, it's an option and an alternative approach for a lot of people that are looking for healing and uh, transformation in their lives. Let me share with you guys my first experience with ayahuasca when I was 21 years old. At that point, I'd done a few years of personal development, very open-minded to anything, anything that can enhance the quality of my life. Um, I had a friend that called me up one day, I was with another friend and he said, hey, there's this shaman from Peru that's in town and they're doing something called ayahuasca, do you wanna come? And I had no idea what ayahuasca was. Uh, I did a quick Google search and this was about 13 years ago. It wasn't as popular as what it is now and just looked it up on Wikipedia and saw that it's a hallucinogen and you know there's a little bit there's some limited information about it at the time um, but I heard about the transformational benefits of it and I was open to trying it so I said sure I'm in now when I did it I didn't do it in the most responsible way uh, it was done at someone's house and it's illegal in North America and so that's why you often have to go to South America do it to do it or somewhere like Costa Rica where it's legal um, but there's a lot of people that can, you know, do it in backyards and whatnot um, around North America and, you know, a shaman might come in or like a healer and uh, the healer and the shaman was really good, but it wasn't done in a responsible way. So for example, with Solterra, they actually do metal, you know, health and medical checks for you to qualify to be, to be able to even participate in the event because 
You can't do ayahuasca if you are taking antidepressants. You actually have to get off your antidepressants while you do it and before you do it for a certain period of time. Uh, you should not do ayahuasca if you have schizophrenia or psychosis or certain neurological disorders like that. Um, even if you have heart problems, ayahuasca is not for you. And so Saltera, the experience that I had with them is they actually do a health check and you do a phone call with someone beforehand and they screen you and they give you a good protocol before the event. There's something known as a dieta, which is a special diet and certain things you do to purify yourself before the experience for about two weeks. So for example, not having any sex or self-sex, masturbation, uh, you know, eliminating certain foods and no alcohol and no caffeine, certain things that you do so that the ayahuasca can really benefit you the most and do its magic. When I did it the first time, nobody briefed me on any of that stuff. In fact, I was at my friend's house having all-you-can-eat sushi. <laughs> and uh, one thing is before ayahuasca, because you purge, which is one of the ways that you release trauma and energy and things that you want to heal, you often do that by vomiting, although there's other ways that I'll describe a little bit later. You're not supposed to eat for a number of hours before your experience. And uh, for me, I didn't know that. And so for me, um, I had no idea what I was getting myself into the very first time that I did it. I just kind of showed up and um, you know, there's about 30 people that were there and there's this huge tent that we all did it in and there's a shaman there and I had an intention that I went up to and I drank it and I hadn't had much experience with drugs beforehand. I think I used marijuana once or twice before in high school. I did not like it because oftentimes, uh, you know, using drugs, even like marijuana, you have to, you lose control of yourself to some extent. And often people are very attached to trying to have control of themselves and they release that control. It's a very scary thing. So for me, actually, the first time I did marijuana in high school, I hated it. Um, I didn't know how to release and surrender to the experience of it. And so... The first time when I did ayahuasca, what ayahuasca does, it's difficult to describe, but one of the things that it does is it really brings to the surface all of your pain, all of your trauma, everything you've suppressed and swept under the rug your whole life comes to the surface for you to confront and face. And when all this comes up, it can be a very terrifying or uncomfortable experience. It can be very intense. But part of the healing is learning how to let go and release that. You can no longer selectively choose how you want to heal and do things on your terms. In fact, one common saying with ayahuasca is ayahuasca does not give you what you want. It gives you what you need. So whatever you need is what ayahuasca will give you. And that's why it's a very different experience for everyone. And even when you've done it multiple times, every experience can be very different, even if you're taking the same dosage. It's pretty un unique like that. It's a very feminine energy. Um, versus something like peyote is more of a masculine uh, you know, plant medicine. So my first experience, what happened was I had all of these inner demons that showed up. It was the most terrifying experience of my life. I felt like I experienced hell. In fact, I felt like I died and that I was in this internal death. And if I were to try to describe what it feels like to be an internal death, um, kind of imagine like if you were locked in this little box and you're claustrophobic and you can't move and it's pitch black and you're stuck in this little box curled up and you had to stay in that box for eternity and you just felt so uncomfortable you want to get out but you can't. That's kind of what it felt like. Or imagine as if you had to count every grain of sand in the desert which will take you eternity and you have to be exactly precise and accurate with it. It's going to feel like hell. 
Uh, what I didn't know afterwards is actually the near-death experience that you can experience is actually the death of your ego. Your ego is trying to preserve itself. It's trying to preserve your, its identity and, and who you are and even, you know, even the limitations and your addictions and your, your fears and your traumas. It's all trying to preserve that. And uh, there's a death of the ego that you can experience. But with a death, every death, there's a rebirth. And that rebirth is part of the transformation that you can experience with it. And uh, for me, one of the, the, the most important things when you're experiencing it is learning how to let go. Because the more that you resist, the worse that it gets, the more traumatic it is. In fact, while I was in this experience the first time, the person next to me was screaming hysterically the entire time. He would not release, would not let go. Another person on the other side of the room is laughing hysterically. It's pretty bizarre. Um, when I was finally able to let go and release, you purge. And the way that I pur purge is by vomiting. So you have a bucket that's with you. And that's very symbolic that you're releasing whatever, whatever's been holding you back in your life, whatever needed to be healed and let go of is what you're releasing in that moment. There's many other ways that you can purge. Another way is yawning. Another way is sweating. Another way is crying. Another way is diarrhea. Um, so there's many different ways that you can purge yourself and release and let go, but vomiting is one of the most common ones. After I did let go, I experienced incredible bliss, the most blissful experience of my life, just pure ecstasy, where I felt one with everything and everyone. I felt a connection, I felt love, I felt immense gratitude. It was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life and they were playing music and I just remember profoundly how, how, how beautiful that experience was. But after the experience, I didn't know how to integrate and process things. And so it was a little bit um, eye-opening for me because it was, it was kind of scary for me the first time that I did it because the way that I describe it is I was asleep the entire time in my life, as most people in society are, and ayahuasca made me wake up. It made me wake up and become more conscious. Most people, it's crazy how they live their life and they never question anything. They just live, live and accept life, never pondering their existence and what happens when they die and how they're here and is there a God. They never really think about those things because it's very uncomfortable to confront those questions because there's so much uncertainty around that. And for me, I didn't know how to integrate that and process that. And so it actually freaked me out for a little bit after doing it the first time. Um, and I kind of avoided ayahuasca for a few years because it was, you know, at one point, it was at one aspect of it, it was the most beautiful experience of my life. And the other part of it was the most traumatic and terrifying experience of my life. Um, but I did feel nonetheless, it did benefit me that first time, but I just had a lot of anxiety around doing it again. Now, this time around when I did ayahuasca, I had already done so much development, so much spiritual development in my life, a lot of work, even dissolving my ego, which is not easy to do. And I don't know if you could ever really truly dissolve it. Um, you know, I've had a lot, of, a lot of things that I've experienced and done throughout my life. Um, but I was looking for some deeper work that I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to raise my consciousness. I actually signed up for Solterra last year, but I wasn't able to do it because of COVID-19. And um, they closed down for a period of time as well, and travel was really tight. And this time around, it, you know, it was very easy to go into Costa Rica because there's no... Um, to fly into Costa Rica at the time that I did it, there's no negative COVID test that you needed. And to fly back to the United States or wherever you needed to, they have doctors and all that available to do a COVID test, a PCR test for you to ensure that you can you know, go back to your home country. So it was a lot smooth and seamless this time around doing it as well. So 
With Salterra, I did a lot of research. I wanted to do it in a more responsible way. I wanted to get the education of it. I wanted to integrate it. I wanted to be a part of a community while doing it and make sure that I was safe and taken care of and supported throughout the process. And I think that's so important because you know, people go to Peru and they do this ayahuasca tourism thing and they, you can buy ayahuasca on the street. There's a lot of fake shamans and shamans that do it irresponsibly and that's why you get, you can see there's like a negative rep um, that ayahuasca has where some people have you know, died during it because the people that are facilitating it, they're not checking to see if the person's, you know, are they taking their medication or not? You know, they can't, you know, certain medication you have to get off of while you're doing it, it could be fatal for not, you know, checking them for heart conditions and other, other factors like that too. So a lot of people, they go and do it in an irresponsible way. They just kind of go and show up and do it. It's similar to how I did it. And then there's also a lot of practitioners and facilitators that now, because you can make a lot of money from it, they take advantage of that and take advantage of, you know, Westerners that have the demand to go to Peru to do it. So it's got a bad rep because of that. Um, and there are some documentaries that you could watch. Uh, you know, DMT, the spirit molecule is one. There's one on Netflix as part of a series where there's an episode that goes into ayahuasca. And there's also one called The Last Shaman where this one guy who's been suffering from depression and you know, being suicidal for many years of his life and been on all the different medications. Even his parents were, I think, psychologists and psychiatrists and weren't able to help him. And so he ended up going to Peru and living there for a period of time and using ayahuasca intensively. For me, my experience at Solterra was very safe. Uh, I never at once felt a threat or a danger to my health. I could tell from the moment that I got there, it was just really professionally organized and run. As I mentioned, they do the health checks beforehand. When you get there on the first day, um, you know, the first day is really just around education. So there's a workshop and they explain to you what ayahuasca is and what to expect. and your intentions and there's a lot of support before the experience, but you're also meeting with a doctor when you get there as well. Um, the, se the, the second day, and I'll start to go into the experience now a little bit. The second day, um, which was my first ceremony that I had done, they're starting you on a, a smaller dose. Uh, so the first time that I did it, I just did the full dose. There was no option or briefing beforehand of you know what dose I should start with. So I started with the first, uh, just a, a half dose, and it was a good introduction to ayahuasca. Uh, the first experience that I had, which you're, you're in this, um, I forget what it's called, but it's this big kind of circular room, like a tent, and everybody's got their own mattress around and a blanket, and you have a bucket, and it's, uh, you even do a, a yoga session beforehand. They have a yoga teacher that's there, and uh, you do a meditation just to help relieve any anxiety that you might have beforehand and to go into it with a positive frame of mind. Uh, but the first experience that I did it with the half dose, I had a very pleasant experience. Uh, I felt very much in control of things. I um, felt a lot of gratitude, a lot of love. I felt connected to everybody. I just felt so grateful for my entire life and everything in my life and everybody that was there. And so that was really beautiful. Um, but it wasn't intense and it wasn't, I didn't feel like there's a lot of healing that was done in that first experience. But nonetheless, that first experience, the intention of it was just to get introduced to it and get more comfortable with it and see how you respond and see how you react to it. So that was great. But for me, honestly, if that was my only, only experience with ayahuasca, I would have been disappointed because I didn't come here just for a good experience. I came here for healing and deep inner work and a transformation. So the second day, uh, I did the full. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And for the most part, everyone else did as well. Um, and they give you the option too, after you take one dose, you can take a second dose if you're not feeling the effects. Uh, the second time that I did it was an incredibly powerful experience. Um, so as you go up to the, they have um, indigenous Peruvian Shipibo healers that are from Peru that are there facilitating it. And they do a lot of singing and a lot of beautiful energy work that are there, but they're the ones that brew it and prepare the ayahuasca. But each person you go up and you share what your intention is, and then you drink the brew, and then you go back down to your spot and you sit down. And it'll take about 30 minutes to an hour for it to kick in and for you to feel the effects of it. And it'll last anywhere from five to six hours. And this time around, I, I started off feeling just a lot of love, a lot of gratitude, smiling, you know, just feeling really beautiful. Um, and then what I started feeling and experience was I started having these visions of these certain patterns, you know, of, of you know, beautiful colors and these certain patterns. And I started seeing these plants, you know, just being connected with nature and these plants, which sounds crazy to, to describe. I get it. Um, but my experience was I was in this blissful, beautiful state of gratitude and love and joy. And I was just observing and watching this plant come and it was just pulling out weeds for myself, pulling out weeds, pulling out weeds. And what that represented for me is that the weeds that I was pulling out was just pulling out trauma, pain, negative energy, negative emotions, pain for my life and healing me. And my experience was just this plant, just like just surrendering to it, trusting it, feeling safe with it, observing and watching and just allowing it to heal me. And it's just very difficult to explain that experience, but it was one of the most powerful experiences of my life. Um, as it was pulling up the weeds, I started to feel nauseous, like I had to vomit. You know, that feeling that you have where, you know, you feel something that's coming and you can kind of anticipate it. And I felt that it was, it was, it, it kind of latched onto something and it was kind of pulling it up and I kind of feel myself getting closer and closer to having to vomit. It was not uncomfortable at all. It felt beautiful, it felt amazing. And it kind of felt like if you're fishing and you're, you know, you, you kind of caught something and it's kind of tugging on it, that's kind of what it felt like. And so as I could feel it caught something and there's some resistance and not wanting to let it go and just, just like in my mind, I'm like, yes, please just like heal me, let this go. And when I eventually let it go, I'd throw up, I just felt so much bliss, so much joy. You know, I'm sure as an outsider, if you're watching or listening to me throwing up, it does not sound pleasant, but as even, you know, the people that were around me 
the next day they're like, are you okay? You know, I heard you throw up. It sounded pretty bad. It was the opposite for me. I felt so much, I felt it was so beautiful just to let go. And I probably threw up about four times that night, uh, the second night um, of doing it. I yawned a lot, sweated a lot, but the whole experience on that night was just beautiful and transformational. Um, I had some powerful realizations in my life, um, you know, realizations with my mom and how I should, you know, just really love my mom and do so many beautiful things with her because uh, she's only going to be here for such a limited time. I had some profound realizations with my purpose in life and um, just a lot of profound truths that came to me during my experience that I'll never forget. Uh, one thing that I was using as well when I was doing it is I would, you know, during this time I felt full control. Like if I want to open my eyes, I can. If I want to get up to go to the bathroom, I can. Um, I was just observing and watching everything that was happening. It didn't, it didn't feel like I was unconscious throughout the experience. I could direct my mind. And so one thing that I was doing, I was, I was saying, show me gratitude, show me love, show me my purpose, or heal me of this. And I was just kind of giving some commands like that and just seeing what would show up during that experience. So that was day number two, which was incredible. Day number three, my third ceremony, was a lot more intense and a little bit different. So <laughs> this uh, third ceremony, I went in with the, uh, with the intention of having a similar experience to what I had the second night because that was like the perfect ayahuasca experience that I could have asked for. It was beautiful, healing, transformational without any trauma, without any, you know, being terrified. And I felt more confident and comfortable going into it the third time around. But this third time around, I did the same dose that I did before as the night before. But, um, and I, I kind of went into it feeling gratitude and love as it was kicking in. And um, I had at the first part of it, a similar experience to the night before, which I was just so grateful for. I was like, yes, perfect. It's going to be like last night, which is amazing. And... What happened was I purged, I threw up, and I let go. And then after that, I felt great, I felt so thankful. And I said to myself, that's it, I'm done. And I just went to lay it down and I said, okay, I just, I released whatever I needed to release and now I'm just gonna enjoy this experience. I'm just gonna bliss out and just enjoy the journey. Because during the experience as well, your eyes are closed, but the Shipibo healers are singing music and songs and they sing to each person and they're helping to heal you and, you know, do you know do a few uh, you know certain energy work that they're doing while you're there but what happened afterwards is <laughs> it went from such a beautiful experience to a very intense and challenging one because for me in my mind I said I'm done that's all I want to do but as I said ayahuasca does not give you what you want it gives you what you need and there was more work to be done so as I'm laying down I could start to feel that I have to vomit again I have to purge something's coming up for me and I didn't want to face it I said, no, 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 I'm done. I just want to relax here. I just want to lay and just enjoy the music and enjoy the night and just bless out. But the more that I resisted, the more painful, the more intense that it got. So what happened was it got really intense and I had to get back up and challenge myself to do that. And then when I throw up again, which I didn't want to because... For me, you know, I wanted to do things on my terms. This is one of the things I learned about myself is I have my terms and my expectations and things of how I want to do things. So for me, in my mind, I said, I want, you know, this is good enough. I only want to heal this much. But ayahuasca had a different agenda, which was more than what I wanted or what I expected. Ayahuasca said, I don't care how much you want to heal. This is how much work that we have to do. And 
I resisted that. And the more that you resist in life, the worse that it gets. And so the second time around I purged, and at this time I thought, okay, that's it, I'm done. I can go back to relaxing and enjoying it, I'm finished. It was not the case. I ended up purging about 10 times, throwing up, vomiting. And the interesting thing is that at some points of the experience, there's no correlation between the physical and what you're experiencing mentally and emotionally. So what I mean by that, as I was experiencing it, I was like, okay, if I just vomit and I throw up the, the liquid and the brew that's inside of me, it's out of me, and now it's in this bucket, then I'm done. You know, the psychoactive effects are no longer, you know, there's nothing more for me to purge. And I was kind of analyzing it on the physical sense. But a lot of my purges were throwing up, but nothing coming out. No liquid, no fluid, like kind of like gagging and, 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 and kind of throwing up nothing but it didn't matter because when i would throw up even though nothing would come out if i could feel this incredible release i could feel like one of the, one of the experiences that i had because oftentimes when people do ayahuasca they see certain things you see that are common are plants snakes jaguars and certain certain patterns this third experience i saw snakes i saw snakes coming out of me like parasites coming out into the bucket um, and I'm not sure what it was, but I, w I was releasing something, something that was intense and suppressed within myself was coming out. Um, so that's kind of what it felt like, and it was very uncomfortable, very intense. It wasn't as beautiful this time around as it was the night before and even earlier in that night. And so I ended up purging, like I said, about 10 times, sweating profusely, um, having tears roll down my eyes. Uh, man, I was on an crazy journey and it felt like it wouldn't end and I wanted to get out of it. I was just like, make this stop, I'm done, but I could not stop. It was just, I, I had to learn how to let go and surrender. And once I came out of it, it was a beautiful experience. It was incredible, you know, made a lot of deep inner changes within myself. But one of the most profound realizations that I had is, you know, for me, I like to have a plan in my life. I have a plan about what I'm gonna do next week, next month, throughout the entire year, you know, I know how many kids I wanna have and where I'm gonna live and the house I wanna buy and I plan things out in advance. And I like to make sure I do everything that I can to make sure that my plan, you know, my plan works out the way that I want. And what I really learned from it is how to let go and surrender. That it's great to have a plan. You can have a plan in life. You can have an intention for what you want, but you can't be attached to it. Because oftentimes things in life happen that are not what you expect. You have an expectation and things happen very differently than that. You know, many things that can happen in life that um, change, you know, change our circumstances. And this whole idea of control in life is all an illusion. You have no control over life. You just have the illusion of control because there's a million things that could happen today or tomorrow that can change everything in your life. You know, you could walk down the street and your whole life could be changed forever by getting into an accident. So we, create this sense of control with our ego, but what, really what I got was, excuse me, was letting go of that. Whatever happens in life is perfect. Whatever happens in my life, good or bad, it's just a label, it's just an interpretation that I have, but I just need to trust the process of life. Even if I go through suffering, even if I go through pain as I did on that third ayahuasca ceremony, to trust and surrender to it and just allow myself to experience whatever I'd experience and know and believe that things are gonna happen for a higher good and a higher purpose. 
that one realization for me, which it's easy to understand intellectually, but it's a different story to let, to actually live that, to actually live really without your ego, dissolving your ego, which wants to control and preserve your identity and your beliefs and all that sort of stuff is trying to preserve this world that you live in that's all made up and been created by yourself and your ego to let go of that and just to trust and surrender and to love without any fear, to give and live in abundance without having any scarcity. These were all profound things that I experienced and were communicated to me um, on my second and my third night of doing ayahuasca. So that's a bit of my experience. Now the fourth day, um, after the three ceremonies that I did, the fourth day is all about integration, which I think was missing in a lot of ceremonies and a lot of places that you could do ayahuasca that Solterra is amazing at because the last day you're spending time with everybody, you're in a circle, you're sharing your experiences and it was so unbelievable to hear other people's experiences. Um, you know, one person that had a lymph nodule on his thyroid that shrunk, the size of a golf ball just went away, had it for years, you know, no doctor could help him. Um, people that had addiction to alcohol, people that their marriage um, is on the brink of divorce and there's a lot of deep-rooted trauma that was healed and let go of. And it was just such a beautiful experience bonding with everybody at this event and hearing about their transformation and just all coming together to love and support each other. All different people from all walks of life were there. People that were university professors, um, people that were healers, yoga teachers, you know, uh, a sports agent, a famous sports agent was there. Um, uh, you know, a cos cosmetic surgeon was there. A lawyer was there. All different parts of, you know, all different types of people that you would never really think had anything to heal or let go of. But we all do. We all have pains and traumas from our life. Oftentimes, people think that trauma is like rape or abuse or something significant like that. But trauma could be a failure in your business. A trauma could be getting fired from a job. Trauma could be somebody criticizing you, somebody bullying you. All these things create trauma within ourselves that most people have no idea how to heal and let go of. If you're in a relationship with someone or if you have parents, you've experienced trauma. You've experienced trauma from your parents ignoring you or getting mad at you or disciplining you or punishing you or certain remarks from your partner of something they said or did where they betrayed your trust or hurt you in some way. These are all traumas that people have experienced that you can go to therapy to heal that can take many, many years, but you're not quite sure whether or not you really let that go. And that can be great and work for many people, but ayahuasca is another alternative to that where in one shot, one experience, people have been able to heal trauma that has affected them for their entire life. And so it's just really beautiful what's possible of what I've experienced personally, but of also what I've witnessed of many other people as well. So that was my experience. And since then, there's actually a dieta that you follow after the experience. Um, you know, avoiding other plants like marijuana, for example, and alcohol and following a certain diet afterwards because you actually have this glow, this afterglow, uh, where you're on this incredible high for several weeks after ayahuasca. And it can last a lot longer than that too. It can last a little bit shorter. But for me, since my experience, I felt just so much lighter, so much happier, so much at peace. I don't really feel the same desires and need and ambition as I did before to you know, have success and pursue a lot of superficial things as I once did in my life. I feel like my values have changed where I wanna connect with people, I wanna love more, I wanna 
feel more gratitude for everything in my life and appreciate everything, I just feel a more conscious version of myself. And there's still more benefits that I've been experiencing. They're a little bit hard to articulate. And maybe I'll do, even do another video at some point if you guys ask me to, uh, sharing just a little bit more about since the experience. But I just feel so grateful for it and grateful for Solterra. I think, like I said, they're one of the best places to do it because they're doing it in a very safe and responsible way. The healers are incredible that they had there and their facilitators that are there and how they educate you and support you. And even the people that I attended with, we've got a WhatsApp group and we stay in touch and connect. You know, when we all got back to San, uh, San Jose, San Jose or is it San Juan? I think it's San Jose in Costa Rica, the capital city. You know, we all went for dinner together as well and been staying in touch. It's like a family that was uh, created through the bonding experience of it. So it's just really beautiful, really amazing. And I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it again in any other way. Um, I wouldn't do it again like the first time that I did it because there's certain um, ceremony that of how it's done. I don't think ayahuasca would give you the same effect or benefit if you know you just went to a doctor and they just popped you ayahuasca as a pill or as a drink. It's the ceremony and the tradition of it that they want to preserve. And uh, they're kind of losing that with some of the ayahuasca tourism. And so that's why I think it's really important to make sure that you go to a good place to do it. And I met people that have done ayahuasca two, 300 times, you know, and hearing some pretty profound and incredible things with it. So there's still a lot of science and research is coming out about it. It's still at the tip of the iceberg, but it's been around for thousands of years and been part of these indigenous tribes um, as a, a very important part of their healing and um, for experiencing God as well. So that's my experience. I don't want this uh, video to ramble on too much longer, but if you guys want to check out Solterra, go to www.solterra.co. I'll put a link for you guys as well. Uh, you can look them up, check out their website. They've got a video and more information there for you guys to learn more about it. But I want to thank you guys so much for watching. And if you've done ayahuasca, I'd love to hear your experience in the comment section below. So if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below. Let me know, have you done ayahuasca? What was your experience like? Was it good, was it bad? Uh, or have you considered it? You know, Do you know much about it? Have you experimented with other psychedelics and maybe you're considering ayahuasca as well? Let me know, I'd love to start a discussion and hear other people's experiences with it. So leave a comment below. And of course, if you enjoyed this video, give it a thumbs up. And if you want more videos on personal development, subscribe here on Project Life Mastery on YouTube or my podcast to get more videos from me. Thank you so much, God bless. I'll see you again in the next video. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.